0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: All right, on a Wednesday, welcome aboard the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast with Dennis and Brady, and already we had technical issues right off the top, and it was my fault, Brady. Oh. I admit it, I hit the wrong button. Wow. So there Visual you have your it. cursing yeah, technology yeah, the, and telling it, it where it can go. It wasn't the tech's fault. I had it set up to go to Mixler instead of to go to where it needs oh. to go. Um, so that that was my bad. But that's because we've been doing so many games right that I'm just used to hitting well, that button. Oh well, yeah, you've done it set up what, for game. four
2: games or three games since the last One, we've done six total since our last podcast. We have a lot to talk about.
1: Been busy. Uh, It is March Madness, so we've got boys and girls uh, districts underway, and we'll talk about uh, pre-district games, I guess is what they call it. First round I just call it the first round. uh, And uh, hockey quarterfinal uh, game uh, yesterday for Port Huron Northern that we'll talk about. You will hear noise in the background of the show today. Um, they're, They're training dogs. Um, they found out that Brady is into shenanigans. Oh no! And they've got dogs in here sniffing him every few minutes to find out where his shenanigans are. Would you like to tell what actually is happening? You can. They're, since, they're, since you're now clearly frustrated and want to tell the honest
2: truth about it, instead of letting me have fun with it, they're just tra- they're just training dogs, and they're doing it in the same room we are because the building's set up that there's hidden areas so that's where they're gonna go and they just have to find people and it's not it's not even sniffing shenanigans it's sniffing for people so nah they're sniffing anyway, for your shenanigans anyway we have a lot of stuff to get to uh, we can't ramble on in this intro because like i said six different games we were at to talk about let alone other games that happened and setting up for the next couple days so absolutely let's get so right into it we'll take a break and then we'll start the show when we come back
1: Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people.
4: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people
1: Forty-four DuraClean by Bachelor.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady.
1: All right, it was the quarterfinals for high school hockey yesterday. It did not uh, go well for Portland on Northern and and brother Ice didn't mess around either they took control of the game right from the get go they scored 44 seconds in then they continued to force pressure drew a penalty got a power play they goal they
2: called off too didn't they
1: uh yeah they did but it was it was just a, a situation where you know the it, it wasn't a goal get shot it in after the whistle right um it, it was that was that was no big deal but it was just the, the they really they dominated the first period and they were up four to nothing at the end of one. Then the game settled down and it was a more competitive game the last two periods. But by then it was too late, um, and Brother Ice ended up winning six to uh, to nothing. They got a couple of brothers, Andrew and Ryan Marone, who combined for seven points yesterday. I don't know what it is these brother combinations where they just find each other all the time. But Ryan Marone had two goals, two assists. Uh, and Andrew Marone had a goal and uh, two assists. So those are the big shooters for Rice, but less about the game because really it it wasn't a a real good performance by Northern. No,
2: and you know what Brother Rice is their last – the combined scores of their last uh, six games are? Oh, yeah, it's
1: like 25 to 3 or something
2: like that. Try like 38 to 3. Yeah, 38 to 3, yeah. Five – or four shutouts in their last five games. Sorry, that's their last five games. Yeah.
1: Because they've won. won six straight now, yeah, it's, and it, it was, started with the win here at McMorrin over Northern. Yeah,
2: it was eight nothing, five nothing, eight nothing, eleven to three, six nothing.
1: Yeah, so I mean,
2: uh, again,
1: Brother Ice really strong. They're going to play Trenton in the semifinals. I think they'll beat Trenton.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You never know; those teams know each other. They, they, it's it's an MIA it's an mihl game in the semifinals, right. Um, and then uh, in the finals, I don't know, Marquette or I think Byron is the other side. And they're like 17 and all. but I don't know anything about them. I know Marquette is good.
2: Yeah, let me see if I can pull up the, the full schedule real quick. But
1: anyways, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Northern and, and some of uh, the things that went on with this hockey team this year. Because I know Byron it's... Byron Center and Marquette. Yeah. Byron
2: Center seventeen and 0 Marquette is 14-4. and 4. Both of them had one goal games. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, because I know yesterday was disappointing for a lot of people, and they had high hopes, and for good reason, because this was a good season. This was a good first year for Chris Jones with this program. Um, And obviously, O'Flanagan and Barless are your big story of the year. Uh, 17 games for Logan O'Flanagan, and he scored 28 goals and had 47 points. In a full season, Logan O'Flanagan scores over 30 goals this year. Mm -hmm. Like, if they play a full season, he might score thirty-five. Yeah. Um, and and Barless in sixteen games, sixteen goals, twenty-three assists, thirty-nine points. So those two guys, and they were the only two guys that were really dangerous for Northern uh, in the game yesterday. You could count on one hand their scoring chances mm-hmm. in that game. But early on, it was two to nothing, and they had a two-on-one. And O'Flanagan set up Barless for a one-timer. And I told you the goalie for Brother Rice might be their best player. And they, do, they don't even keep him in the whole game because they get up so big and they want to give the sophomore goalie some minutes. So when it was 5 nothing, they put the sophomore goalie in to finish out the game. That's how comfortable they are with what they're doing. But, but Dano is, is a really good goalie, uh, and he made a spectacular save. But uh, this is the 18th regional title for the Huskies in school history this year to get to this quarterfinal game. Uh, It was the third straight regional championship that they've had. And just take a look at at some of the the wins that they had this season. Because there were stretches uh, in the last 10 years where Northern had some long losing streaks Mm -hmm. against MIHL opponents and just against the league in general. And this year, the Huskies won at Cranbrook Yep. won at St. Mary's and beat De LaSalle at home. And they were all exciting overtime
2: games. And they could have beat Trenton too. They could have beat Trenton. It was a Final Four team.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that Trenton game uh, went to overtime and was a 2-1 to hockey game that the Huskies had uh, every chance to, to win as well. So uh, I think a really good first season for Chris Jones and, and his staff. Um, and, uh, and I thought that, uh, that Northern uh, – and again – more than just the two guys. I know the two guys we focus on because they score all the goals. Mm-hmm. But, like, Robbins and Logan Johnson, uh, Sheffer and Goal had a really big year for them. Cole uh, Perrick was really good back along. They had three really good defensemen. And then a couple of other young guys who had their moments, too, during the season. Uh, Colin Orr had some games where I thought he was really strong for them, and up front, just guys that work hard. You know, guys that you appreciate. Yeah, Ruez only had five goals this season. Good player. Yeah. Simpson only had two goals this season. Good player. Um, They're just kind of scrappy. And uh, 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 when you start to follow a team and you get to see them a little more frequently, you start to like things about them, and you start to to like guys, and, and I like this team.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, uh, Brother Rice is a buzzsaw, and yeah, they'll pro- Brother Rice will be probably be playing for a state title, um, but looking back at the season, it, it's definitely another, another good season, another, like you said, regional title, and something to build off of in years to come if they ever want to get to that state final. All right. You want to uh, start with the girls here for
4: yeah, districts? Yeah. Let's let's
2: that, start with, uh, uh,
1: Monday. Let's go chronologically. That that happened on uh, Monday, uh, and we'll start in uh, in D one. Uh, and I was at Dakota High School on Monday night and saw a, a couple of basketball games there. Uh, and I'm going to say this about the, the the rims at Dakota were not kind on Monday night. No. I had two low scoring games, uh, and and. I find it hard to believe that all four teams shot poorly. There were, there were balls that were going halfway down and popping out, hanging on the rim, and they just wouldn't go It was just that kind of night in both games, because Anchor Bay beat Marysville 42 to 20. That should have been like 60 to 40 that game. <laughs> uh, and, and my second game, Northern uh, beat Dakota 36 to 23. That should have been 50 to 35. Like that's how many like shots that I thought were going in didn't go in. Um, it, it was it was a weird night. But let's start with Marysville. First off, this is a basketball team that if they were in Division Two, would win a district. Mm-hmm. Period. Period.
2: Or, or even a different Division One district. I but, bet you I could find uh, multiple d- districts in Division One that the Vikings would at least be playing for a division or district championship. Yeah,
1: but but they were unfairly put into the district of death. Um, and yeah, and you get a forty-two to, to twenty finish to to a season that deserved a better finish. They were a league mm. champion, uh, and they were they were they were literally thrown to the wolves. Um, Genevieve Decker had ten for Anchor Bay. Uh, Gabriella White had nine points for uh, Anchor Bay, um, and, and they got contributions from everybody who played, and Taylor Wolfe didn't play for them uh, on Monday, and she's another good player. Um, and Marysville, they're only losing Natalie Husson. Mm-hmm. It's the Real only quick. player that was a senior
2: on this team. Everybody else is coming back. Before, before you get too far in this, Marysville's enrollment, Eight hundred and sixty-two kids, Anchor Bay's, one thousand nine hundred and fifty. And
1: Anchor Bay probably isn't even the biggest school in that district.
2: No, <laughs> they're not. Like if you want to, if, if you want to see Dakota's um, enrollment, I can pull it up for you. But again, Marysville, eight hundred and sixty-two. Dakota, three thousand and seven. Yeah. So, so you, almost you, four times the size.
1: Uh, I mean, it's it's just. You know, uh, they were given a a bad deal. We talk about it with the football team every year, getting a bad deal. Girls basketball got a bad deal this year.
2: I I just – there needs to be something fundamentally wrong because, okay, would you put Cardinal Mooney in a district with Marysville? You shouldn't. So why would you put Marysville in a district with Dakota? You shouldn't. Same thing. Yeah. 4 times size difference.
1: You shouldn't, uh, but I don't. Maybe the state looks at it and goes, "Well, they're in the McComb Area Conference, and all those teams cross over they, with each other." And I mean, that's all I can of, figure.
2: End of story. They need to have a fifth division because there's no problem with Marysville competing for a district title with like Northern PH, Fraser, the Lake View, and Lake Shores of the world. Not Anchor Bay, Dakota, Eisenhower, Chippewa Valley. No, that makes no sense.
1: But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, not a lot to say about it. Uh, Anchor Bay did what I thought that they would do, uh, and Marysville wasn't really able to to get much going. I mean, uh, Kane, six points. Kara Miller, six points. They each knocked down a couple of three-pointers. I'll, I'll put it this way, because you've seen Marysville play, mm-hmm. and, and you're like me. You know it's a good basketball team. One, two, three, four, five, six. They made six shots.
2: Yeah. I mean, Anchor Bay is a really talented team. And I know we talk about the PH girls. I would, not, I would be maybe a little surprised. Not that surprised if Anchor Bay wins tonight, though. Because yeah. they're good. And I'm sure they want a third shot at Lonsku's North. Just put it, put
1: it into perspective. Marysville made six shots as a team. Genevieve Decker for Anchor Bay made five shots.
2: So, an unfortunate H- end to a, to a really, really nice season. Uh, so Anchor Bay and PH
1: tonight is the first semifinal uh, game. And, man, this is this is a tough one for me to call, especially if Emma Trombley is back for Port Huron High. So they come in with a loaded deck against uh, an, an Anchor Bay team. And I don't know the status of Wolf because I'd like to see these two teams At full strength Mm -hmm. So they're either going to play each other at full strength Or they're going to play each other Each missing a A big gun Um, But either way uh, I'm excited for this basketball game And I'm excited to see how it is Uh, Anchor Bay is kind of uh, Up tempo Let's run, let's run Let's get a rebound, let's find Decker Let's speed it up the floor Let's try to get a quick transition Basket kind of team And PH can play that game they can.
2: PH can and play that it, it's game. it's funny because this game kind of feels like something we're not going to get in the boys' district. Um, Anchor Bay, if it wasn't for Lance Cruz North, would be talked about as one of the best teams in the MAC. But Lons Cruz North is happening. So Anchor Bay kind of is getting a little overshadowed. Their only two losses are, are to Lance, to, Cruz Lance Cruz North, and they were close Games. I mean, the first one they lost by 14. They came back a second time and only lost by six. Besides that, they're 11-2. It kind of reminds me of Armada on the boys' side. Port Huron has their hands full in a district semifinal game. And again, it would not surprise me in the slightest if Anchor Bay came out and won tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, this to me, this game goes either way, and that's why I'm so excited. Like, I'm not going to make a prediction because I can't predict it. I just want to watch and see what happens and be surprised or not surprised right. by like the if, outcome. If
2: there was a spread on this game, it would be .5 either way. It would be a pick em. Like, and And you know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to blow the other – the other side out there i there's no way i would be (laughs) you you wouldn't think so i would be shocked if this game was 10 points the other way maybe it gets to 11 because the team's fouling late and they hit six free throws (laughs) but
1: yeah you you wouldn't think so but sometimes weird things happen anyways uh real good performance by uh northern uh on uh, monday as well they beat uh, dakota 36 to 23 and 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 don't knock dakota i know they went oh and 10 in the mac red they're not that awful. They're well-coached. Um, they, they did struggle, and both teams struggled. All four teams struggled to get baskets to go in during the, uh, the game. But um, Northern, it, it, was, it was three phases. Phase one, first quarter, Jersey McGregor in the post. Couldn't be stopped. Six of their nine points. Second quarter, outside the arc, Camille Keys couldn't be stopped. Knocks down four threes, finishes the game with 17 points. Third quarter, Dakota wants to make the push. Give the ball to Ali Shagney, get into the to into the painted area, draw fouls, get to the free throw line, score six or eight points in in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, three to three. The fourth quarter was we have the lead when we get the basketball bring it out, and let's take our time, uh, and, and that's what it was. And then when Dakota would get the ball, they realized that they've got to go as fast as they can, and they were just jacking
2: up shots from anywhere at that point. So here's what Northern has to face tonight. a Basically, I think Folsom said it on our preview, this year's version of Port Huron High last year, a 15-0 and Lons Cruz North team. They have had two games – That did not end with them winning by double digits. That was a 45-39 win at Anchor Bay and a 37-30 win against Utica. They have beat everyone else, including the Big Reds, by double digits. This team is a buzzsaw. This team is a state championship contender. And Northern's going to have to play their best game all three of their of their scorers and even a Riley Kitley or a Zoe Klink is going to have to drop in probably 10 points or they have to hold them and play just a muddy basketball game and make it a race to 35 you, you, you know what um
1: it's not fun to watch but if that's what you've got to do then that's what you got to do
2: Oh, I'm never going to discriminate against when I, back when I was in Iowa, that's how we had to play. That's what my old coach had us doing. We, we won games 35-30, and if your team embraces that, then do it that way. I mean, you look at their, their closer games, like I said, 37-30. That was their lowest scoring output of the year, and that's when it was close, 45-39. I believe that's their next lowest scoring output. You're not going to run with Lons Cruz North. They're going to press the hell out of you, and they're going to do what they can to make sure you don't get over half court. But if you can break it and slow the game down, yeah, I don't think any team has the guns to go shot for shot with uh, with the Crusaders, but you can muddy it up. Maybe you get them in foul trouble. You just go to the line, make it a slow basketball game. Then you have a chance.
1: Yeah, maybe this is one of my old man moments here, and, and you can chastise this for me. But I think if my end line is Keys and Shagney twenty each, that's actually means Northern lost like eighty to forty, uh, and if it's they both got like ten or twelve each, Northern was actually in the game because that's the style of game that it needed to be for them to have a chance.
2: Yeah, I mean, just looking at their closer games, even Gross Point North, which the more I think about the game, the more I think I realize that they both play the same style of basketball. And you see this in football sometimes, too. When you get a good team that plays a better team that runs their system better, it's a blowout. Like, you look in football, how many times do you see uh, a, a team that runs the spread and tries to get their athletes in space play a team with better athletes, and they lose by 40 after dominating the whole year? um but here I mean Gross Point North lost by 15 the Mac Red Champs got got smacked by uh, lance Cruz North so you know you're right there it's gonna have to be a slow muddy basketball game Northern's gonna have to be patient and the one thing that I think teams fall into the trap of when they do this and it bugs me they play to not make a mistake they play okay okay instead of just Go around, wait for the opportunity, still try, but like it's like they go, oh, no, pass around, pass around. Don't make a mistake because then they'll get a bucket and we can't afford to go down by six here. And then it, when you play not to make a mistake, you know what happens. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen the Crusaders this year, but I did see them last year in the district uh, against here and High. Porter and High won the game, but it, it was a battle. But Lance Cruz North, run, run, run. They're like Anchor Bay. Rebound, mm-hmm. find Daniels. Run, 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 run. Get down. Let's, let's try to score quick. Um, and, and Northern's going to have to, A, find a way. Like You want to make baskets. You don't want them to start their offense on a rebound and running. You want them to have to start from throwing it in out of bounds, and you want to be able to somehow stop them. Stop them from running. Make them play half-court offense against you. And and I think that's your best chance. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, be patient when you have the ball and don't make mistakes. Don't turn it over, don't rush. Just just play a good basketball game. So PH Anchor Bay at six, northern Lance Cruz North, seven thirty tonight from Dakota. Those will be on uh stream uh one um in uh, division uh two. There there were no pre district games at Yale. The semifinal games are tonight. Crosslex against Imlay City, Yale against Almont, and Imlay City is the team that everybody's got the circle around in this one that they seem to be the 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 glaring favorite to win
2: this district. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to keep going? Do you want me to go to – Well, you did the Marine
1: City-Algonac game, so why don't we talk about that and then we'll finish up the girls and get into the boys. In the next I mean, segment.
2: there there's not much to talk about. Marine City beat an Algonac team that – just couldn't score. Their defense looked really good. Um, get this. They had eight different girls score for them, and Chloe Austin wasn't one of them, and they still won by 30. Their defense showed up. They played well. Jade Blanchard actually led the way with ten. Uh, Farone and Common each had eight. And I mean, there's not too much to talk about. They just dominated from start to finish. Yeah, uh,
1: I'll throw in there because we haven't given the, the Muskrats a lot of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an that's an older thing that you probably don't get. Uh, Danielle Rowland, seven points for Elganac uh, in that one. Uh, and so you've got uh, Marine City playing Lutheran North tonight and richmond st Clair is the other game tonight and brady will have those both on stream two starting at uh, i believe your first game's at 5 30 tonight
2: uh yes i believe so
1: all right and then we'll talk about the rest of those girls districts and then get into the uh, boys in just a moment but let's uh, grab a a quick break here and then plenty more to come
3: 250-7520.
1: Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC.
4: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people
2: 72185.
1: All right, welcome back. It's uh, the uh, Get Stuck on Sports Tri County Equipment Podcast with Dennis and Brady talking uh, districts. Let me just uh, shoot through the rest of these uh, girls' districts. All right, at USA they start tonight. They did not have a pre-district there. USA plays Harbor Beach Sandusky against uh, Bad Axe there, Um, and at Otisville Lakeville on Monday, Memphis beat Landmark forty-four to twelve. Memphis will play Marlette tonight. Otisville uh, beat Cape. 42-22 and Otisville has already won tonight Brown City has dropped out so Otisville wins that game and is in the finals awaiting uh, the Memphis Marlette winner tonight Uh, and at Dryden Dryden beat uh, New Life 71-32, 71-32, and we'll play Deckerville tonight. The other side of the bracket is Carsonville, Port sanlac against Kingston, uh, and the other D4 tournament is at Cardinal Mooney, where Mooney opened with a 45-24 win over New Haven Merritt, and they will play Parkway Christian tonight for the district title because there are only three teams there. Wow, that's a quick uh, that's a quick district. Yep. So. So those are the ladies.
2: <laughs> yes. All right, do you want to, am I starting with the boys? Well, at, at un- Dakota, uh,
1: because of the Northern Hockey game, we weren't at Dakota last night, but there was just one game. Lance Cruz North beat Anchor Bay 63-31. to They're going to play Dakota on Thursday in one semifinal and the other semifinal. <laughs> port here in high, Port here on Northern.
2: I don't give a damn. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're only doing the one game, but you're going to stay for the second game, right? Yeah and see what's going on. All right. So. Yeah, cuz
1: we're guaranteed a local team's getting to the finals and I want to see what they're up against. All right. Which everybody just assumes is going to be Dakota. Yes. Um okay. I do too. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm in with everybody else. I want to see what Dakota looks like. This so, year. Marysville season came to an end last night. And I feel kind of bad about how it ended. Uh, Emily City beat Marysville 75-47. Um but it wasn't Marysville that they beat. They beat their JV team. Two of their starters, Carter Stevens and Tyler Simpson, had never played a varsity basketball game before last night. Marysville, at the end of the first quarter, was winning 16-12. to At the half, they were down five. They gave it as good of an effort is they could have given Sam Lasher, had 16 points, Kyle Nagin had 13, and they played the entire game. They came out for maybe a combined two minutes. and That had to be a career high for Sam Lasher. Yes, and the thing is, is the fact that Marysville even had a thought they could win the game is a testament to Eric Schunk, is a testament to that team and the program that has been built down there. Um, Yes, M.L.A. City figured it out and just, yeah, they beat the JV team. Um, They scored, what, 25 and 21 points in the last couple quarters to pull away and win um, convincingly. Uh, But I have to give a lot of credit. I feel awful for the Marysville seniors, for DeMarco, for Kyle, for Larry Smayfield, Hayden Holberg, um, Evan Woodard and and the rest of them Sam Lasher you you just feel awful that they didn't get to go out on their terms they get the ultimate what if that we had talked about for we for basically this whole year since we started doing this podcast and that's just not how you want it to end but sometimes you can't control it in life and it, it, it's unfortunate i did I was so hoping a Sam Lasher three was going to happen. He was shooting; (laughs) he shot a few, and I wanted that to happen so bad. But I thought um, Lasher and Nagin played their hearts out. They can—you knew they would, Uh, right? But you know the
1: kind of kid Sam Lasher is, yeah.
2: And you—they can at least go to bed and look back and go, they left like you could tell. Kyle Nagin was Gassed. gassed. Sam Lasher was gassed they weren't coming off the floor until they were like it was like I didn't hear a bell ring yet come on I'm not done I'm not dead yet finish me and they just kept fighting till the end so a lot of credit to Marysville um they're gonna have to reload next year and this is a team that would they have beat Croslex? probably not but do I think they have a better chance than anyone else in that district? I would say yes. Well, just the the fact that
1: that you wanted to 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 see a Marysville Armada game because that would tell you a whole lot. Yeah, like you get a lot of information watching a Marysville Armada mm-hmm.
4: game.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think Armada that would have been a that's a district championship quality game that we missed out on, and it is very disappointing and. You just kind of feel really bad. But here's something for you. Every player but one scored for Marysville. A lot of JV kids, I mean, no one had more than, than six points outside of the two varsity players, but they didn't look completely in, like they didn't look like a JV team playing on a varsity game. And they did what they could, but it was like at halftime and near the end of the second quarter, they started to go, Oh, oh! Wait, we're we're winning. We have a chance in this game. Don't make a mistake. Oh, we can't mess up now. We're we're, we're playing well. Don't we don't want to we'll screw this up? When they weren't thinking and just going and acting off instinct, they were playing well. And then reality set in.
1: Yeah. Then then Emily City also figured it out because they've been kind of a, a Jekyll and Hyde team here the second half of the uh, the season and. and Obviously, they figured it out in the second half, and they went to work, um, and and their guys got it done. They're like, "Look, we're not we're not going to lose this game. We're going to play Armada on uh,
2: Thursday." Yeah, and I mean, it's Marysville was a wounded dog coming into it, and and they they took Old Yeller behind the shed and finish it off. By the way, they played Armada. They have not had a lot of luck against the Tigers. Armada in their first matchup, 69-41, a bludgeoning there. And then the next time, 57-36 at Armada. So they have a lot of points to make up. And when they're on, they're on. And when they're not, they score 20 points. Yeah. So, I mean, in their last two games they've played, they've scored 75. Before then, they didn't hit 50 in three games. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, uh, I, I
1: don't know how to d- describe this basketball team um, because, yeah, one one night, Lewis, 17 points last night. He's had uh, games recently where he's only scored two or four points. Yeah. Where they, you know, again, when you don't see a team play, you don't know, were they working on something else? Right. Was getting he, ready for the district right, so he were just wasn't playing, playing they were well, resting
2: them? You can play well and not score. If someone yeah. else is is doing well, or, or are they is someone triple teaming you? So you're like, all right, give it to someone else. Um, but Emily City Armada, I mean, this is a team that's had like ten different kids score ten points in a game this year. Yeah, and I mean, I no disrespect to Emily City or uh, Almont, who did beat Yale last night. We can talk about that before I get into what I was going to say. Um, Almont fifty-two thirty-seven for about three quarters. No one got more than like a four-point lead. Almont hit a shot near the end of the third quarter to make it a six-point lead. That was the biggest separation either team had. And then Charlie Koenig found his stroke, hit three threes in the fourth quarter, and Almont ended up winning by 15 points. They outscored the Bulldogs 18-9 to in the final frame.
1: Uh, it was funny because I was sitting with Charlie Koenig's dad. Yeah. Um, and, and everything he told me <laughs> before the game – Rang true, he said. First off, Charlie Streaky, so he's either going to miss everything, or he's going to hit she everything. He was like 0 for five in the first and, half. Yeah, and, and it turns on and off that fast. So and he did. He 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 missed everything in the first half. And if we're being honest, they weren't that close. They no, weren't that close. No. And then he hit everything that he threw up in the second half. And he said, uh, the the second half of the season, Elmont's best player has been Blake Campbell.
2: He played well last night. He played really well. By the way, again, every single player for Almont that played, like, during not the last two minutes scored. Everyone. That's a sign of a good team. By the way, someone who played well for Yale and they lost, Dan Orell, had 15 points. I thought he was a very nice player for the Bulldogs, and he, he gave it what all he had in that game. Yeah, uh, the the final score is what I expected. The first three quarters, I didn't expect. No, it, I, I didn't mean, expect. This Yale played a, well. This is a team that went back and forth. Uh, they played a double overtime game earlier in the season. So it's not as if Yale had never played with them, but you could tell Almont just outpaced them, and you were waiting for one team to hit, like, three consecutive shots, and it just turned out to be Almont. Um, they go on to play Cross-Lex. Emily City goes on to play Armada. And, well, let's be honest, um, it do, it seems like we are staring down the barrel of Crosslex Armada round three.
1: Yeah, and that was – and, again, I, I was uh, – after my game in Burton, I'm like, well, I'm going to drive by Yale anyways. I can catch the second game. So I, I popped in, caught, caught the second game, and just sitting around people – Everybody is kind of like, yeah, we understand what's happening here, and we understand who the, the, the two teams
2: are that are going to play which for is, the Which is time. why I th- I'm disappointed I didn't get to see a Marine City-Croslax matchup. We talked about it before. Or Marysville. 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 By the way, Marine City did win their, their opening round district game. Yeah, well, Actually, Rick- we'll, we'll get to that next. Um, yeah. but um, So I wanted to see Marysville-Croslax for this reason. I don't know if this is true. I'm not around the teams. No one has said anything to me, but the feeling I get, Sands are made up after they took Cross-Lex to the wire. It feels like everyone else in the BWAC is just kind of like, okay, let's walk to the gallows. Let's get this over with. We need our best game and their worst game. Where Marysville had was targeting Cross-Lex, for months, and they they never even got a single game. Uh, I think Marysville circled Croslex after last year's district yeah. game. Yeah, so they had twelve months of getting ready to play them, and it, unfortunately, it never happened. Um, can Emily City or Almont win? I mean, yeah, you play the game, but like just talking with other coaches, there's no gimmicks to stop Cross-Lex. There's no you have to. Put your cards on the table. Say, T- this night, my players will be better than your players. And that's a tall task against a Cross lex team. That is really good. Like, okay, you have two dudes. You try to take away Soper and Johnson, Jake Townsend's going to drop 20 points.
1: Sage Slanik's
2: going to put up 15.
1: Parents are up there joking like, eh, f- maybe we can hold uh, Soper to just four dunks.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's – I mean, and, that, and that'll be a moral victory. I mean, hey – you play the games for the reasons. You, you, you see upsets. They don't happen often, but they happen. They, they have to play the game. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're looking at Armada, Crosslex, fight night, round three. All right. Uh, but before we do that, on Thursday, it will be Elmont against Croslex and
1: Imlay City against Armada. Uh, all right. Uh, the uh, district, uh, the other D2 district, there isn't really a host for this. I wrote no. down Richmond because they're hosting the girls one, but there isn't really a host for this. Host uh, needed. Ma- Marine Marine City beat Richmond last night, 68-61. So uh, a real nice win there for uh, Dave
2: Frank because Richmond, young. Yeah. But and they, they've been playing really well. And they had beat Emily City twice this year. Like, they weren't awful like I actually was surprised Richmond I was thinking Richmond had a chance to get to the district finals and losing to Marine City that that's a nice win for the Mariners. Uh, Marine City will play uh, Luther North tomorrow night.
1: St. Clair is going up against New Haven who uh, I think is the favorite here in in this. If it's at at
2: St. Clair you saw them take a, a, a really good East Point team down to the wire. That St. Clair gym is a tin can box. Well, no, it's not at St. Clair because the, the floors aren't yeah, in. the floors So aren't it's aren't at New Haven. Um, I, I mean, they get into a scrap fest. I mean, St. Clair plays hard, maybe. But, yeah, New Haven's the favorite. And then it would be a nice run for the Mariners if they could get to a district final. All right, in Division Three at uh, Memphis, Clintondale
1: beat Landmark uh, last night, 61-23. Clintondale's going to play Memphis uh, on Thursday. The uh, other game there is Luther Northwest against Mount Clemens. I'm just happy that Mount Clemens is playing sports again because yeah. you know, for a while there they just disappeared the off the, the map. The bathers are back. Uh, D3 at Sandusky. Sandusky beat KPAC
2: 47-33. to with- What a Sandusky game that didn't end and you with know- two points. They had a lot of JV players in that game. They were in not the same situation as Marysville, but a similar one. Let me see if I can get the actual uh, the actual numbers for this. So, um, seven, Re- seven uh, Sandusky Redskins played, five of which were members of the JV team last week. Wow. So, yeah, a very similar situation. Again, uh, our buddy up. In uh, Sanilac, Mike Gallagher was at that game. So, um, so Sandusky wins. They'll play
1: Kingston next. Brown City Marlette is the other side of the bracket there. Uh, at Ubley, Deckerville beat Caseville, sixty-eight to forty-nine. Deckerville plays North Huron. CPS Ubley is the other side of that uh, bracket. Uh, New Haven Merritt got a forfeit win over Austin Catholic, Still so they're counts. Gonna, so they're going to play Dryden uh, and Peck. Marine City Cardinal Mooney uh, is the other side of the bracket there, and uh, we talked about it before. Mooney
2: Dryden is what everybody expects it's kind of a to be key. the final there, uh, and Mooney is kind of the favorite there. Yeah, but that's kind of that's a low key, very interesting game. Like I know we if if we if that game was like somehow at like sun a Saturday afternoon or morning, that would be a, an interesting one to go see. Yeah, I, I
1: I'd go watch. Like, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know what the teams are like that Dryden plays, but I know Dryden scores a lot of points, mm-hmm. and I know that that Cardinal Mooney team is good. Yeah. That, uh, the, that I can attest to, seen it firsthand.
2: Cardinal Mooney's got some nice players. McAndrews has got a good team mm-hmm. there. All right, so do you want – next thing, what do you want to talk about? The, uh, what we got tonight and what do you expect from the rest of the week? or what, You got anything else interesting? I don't know. All right, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. Maybe, maybe I'll just
1: pet the dogs and let you talk <laughs> for the last a uh, few minutes of the uh, the program. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out as we go. It's 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 kind of a wing it Wednesday. It is. It's a wing it Wednesday, and I'm excited. I'm going to see Anger Bay PH girls play tonight. You are. Um, and I think that's going to be a really good ball game. So, we'll 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 re- regroup, reload, and bring some more uh, puppies in here, uh, and they can they can sniff your shenanigans and uh and yeah Hippie
5: on Port Huron Schools.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, welcome back. Brady, Brady is uh, on his size thing. And then this is like, I mean,
2: it's a valid point. Con- context for that statement, by <laughs> the Gee, <laughs> oh, Relax. Right, right out of the break. Relax. Let's give a little context. Only you,
1: only you would be thinking that way.
2: Anyway.
1: The, the, the Because, you know, Marysville's girls team got moved into D1, and it really wasn't fair.
2: No, because and so but I now s- you're
1: obsessed with this. Well, I you want- get on these kicks. You're that. You're Brady is our, our crusader. He's our crusader, and he's always trying to change I, things. No, I just it. Wanted- and we're gonna save. We're gonna save the whales uh, on this episode <laughs> because he's gonna create another division for girls' basketball. It's not gonna happen. Can I at least? So just- stop obsessing. Like, you asked me, like, who are the biggest schools? And I'm like, I don't know. It would be easier for me to guess at who the smallest schools are than it is to tell you who the biggest schools are. I have no idea who the biggest schools are, other than, like, I know Dakota's a big school, but, like, in the state of Michigan, I don't know. Who's the biggest school again? Dakota. Dakota is the biggest
2: school in the entire state of Michigan. Well, at least for the enrollment that they're going to use for next year. Okay. Okay. So this is a –
1: But I I wouldn't have known that. I would have figured somebody in Grand Rapids – or, or something East like Kentwood that. Kentwood and Rockford
2: are yeah. both in the top ten. I think Hudsonville's like fourteen or something. Okay. Okay. So anyway, can I, is, is it my turn? Can yeah, I go, go now? Go, okay. go ahead. And, so my just wine. thought was, all right, if they added a division or two, how would that change the class system, and how would that change where teams are matched up? So according to the MHSA, and again, not all these schools necessarily offer sports, so it's going to be a little less, but there are 746 schools under the MHSA listed in enrollment. If you're curious, the smallest Lansing New Covenant Christian High School has 12 kids in it. That is number 746 out of 746. Wow. Yeah. many does New Life have? New Life is tied with your favorite school, uh, Mackinac Island High School, with 26. All right. So, At least they're not last. I no, like they that. are tied for 736, so not the smallest. Anyway, <laughs> so I go on, okay, there's 736 or 46 schools. You divide that by five and – hit the wrong thing there. And you get 149. So right now in each division – there is, um, I believe, like 180-something. Mary Marysville, according to this, is the 184th biggest school in the state of Michigan. You up it to 149, that means Class A, their smallest school would be River Rouge, which is just over a 1,000. So it would be a little higher than that because, again, like, Flint, Michigan school for the deaf doesn't offer basketball. Yeah, so okay, you move up like about ten. Let's just say you move up ten from there. Uh, like one forty is Avondale, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's is up there. Um, uh, Lakeshore would be near the cutoff line. So that doesn't solve it entirely. Like you'd still have teams with a thousand playing Dakota, but it would at least make it less so. So you go from 140 to 280, so the bottom of Division II or Class B, whatever you would call it, um, you would have Flat Rock. Other schools around that size, uh, um, Denby, uh, Big Rapids, Lutheran North, about the 570 range. So you'd go from 1,000 and up to 570 to uh, a thou- just over 1,000. And then in the about 420 range, you get to schools like Traverse City, St. Francis, um, New Haven, Ithaca. So you go with like 320 to 5:30, and then that would be Division three, Division 4, 560. you get to about um, Oh, Claire Lawrence, just under 200. So, like, 190 size to the 300s. And it it, it doesn't solve completely the issue of Division One having a huge disparity. But I think it helps a little. Like, now you're at least... I mean taking 50 schools that have no business in division 1 and you make another one if you want to get crazy and go to, uh to six divisions for like basketball or uh baseball you would um you would have to go down to 124 schools and then at that point your smallest division one, I mean, okay, again, let's say it's 115 or whatever. You're getting to like Walt Lake Western, Warren Woods Tower, uh, Alpena, uh, De La Salle size, where about 12, just under 12 hundreds, the cutoff.
1: I just, uh, for me, I just say let's use common sense, and we can still have four divisions, but you, you can't stick a Marysville girls basketball team. Where you put them, you could have found a d2 district
2: for them to play well in, and then I guess and the
1: keep things a, the a little the more question
2: fair. would be is, do you have to have equal sized divisions no like why, why why do you have to you don't necessarily do like put people
1: where they belong, and if division one has a hundred and twenty teams
2: and division two has a hundred and fifty teams, who cares? By the way, um, Northern is Northern and Port here on high are the uh, 102nd and 106th biggest schools in the state. Um, it, it goes up quickly. Once you hit like 1,200, it's 13, 14, 15, and then by 50, you're in the 1,700s. Yeah.
1: And, it, and it goes to show you, too, how much football rules the world because all the other sports, you've got four divisions, and football went from being
2: A, B, C, and D, and people started going, eh, we need to – and now yeah. you've got eight divisions of football, right? I think eight in basketball is going to be a little much. You don't need two team districts, um, especially on the smaller end. But but also, and we
1: should also point out that football has done it different. In the other sports, everybody plays in the postseason. Yes. In football, in a normal year, a non-COVID right.
2: year, everybody doesn't play in the postseason. Right. So. Uh, so I mean, is is it something to say? Okay, maybe Division uh, One is just everyone over a thousand, and whoever's over a thousand, you figure out the districts. Um, you, may, I mean, what if you have to have an eight-team district? That uh, that's I mean, you can do three rounds in a week. How is that any different than what you're doing right now? I'm not saying this system is flawed, and I know we're kind of biased because it affected one of the schools we cover, and yeah, I went there, so. And I know people there, so, yeah, maybe I'm a little more biased towards it. But do, I, the questions that need to be asked, and I'm not blaming anyone, do you need even divisions and do you need four? It's just a question that needs exploring, and I just wonder what other coaches around the area would think and uh, the MHSAA would think.
1: So on a very risque show today, we learned that the dogs were sniffing Brady shenanigans and size matters. Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got more basketball for you all week long. Uh, And tonight, uh, Stream 1 has got a doubleheader and Stream 2 has got a doubleheader. So this is like... This is fun. Now we know we're in March Madness. Uh, So uh, we've got Anchor Bay, PH, Girls Basketball, 6 o'clock tonight, Stream 1, followed by Port Huron Northern against uh, Lance Cruz North uh, in Girls Basketball, also on Stream 1. And on Stream 2, Brady will be busy as well with two games.
2: Yeah, I believe it's going to be Lutheran North Marine City first. Yep. And then Richmond, because they're the host, is going to play the nightcap against St. Clair. And I believe you get going at 5.30. Yes, and by the way, Thursday's games will mark game number 100. We'll end end tonight at 99, and by the end of Thursday, by the next podcast. After tonight, we'll be at 98. 98. So your first game on, because this is where you're
1: going, but your first game on Thursday will be 99 because you start before me, and then I'll have game 100, the PH Northern game will be game 100. That's a
2: good game to have for game 100. And then you'll have game 101. So by the next podcast, we will have broadcasted 100 high school sporting events. And when you think about all the cancellations and all the
1: delays and stoppages mm-hmm. and everything, wow. Yeah. And wow. we still have all of baseball and softball to go. And, 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 here, and here's the thing. We're, we're going to be getting to 100 this week, and we only uh, were able to do because they shortened the football season – we were only able to do 24 football games. Yeah. So stop that and think about that what we've we, done since basketball have, and hockey on started. On our
2: original schedule, we had 20 football games, or 20, 20 in the regular season. Yeah, we had 20.
1: Not counting playoffs, mm-hmm. we had 20, and with the shortened football season, we only did 24. So we've already uh, like we're almost to 80 just in basketball and hockey.
2: Yeah. Jeez and then baseball i'm sure we'll get another In 50, a shortened season. we'll get another 50 baseball and softball games
1: i'm guessing yeah
2: so all right well we rambled on long enough anything else before we uh, send send everyone home uh, ha- smiling and happy no all no
1: right. I, i'm just again um, if, if you're not doing any uh, if you're just a casual sports fan and you're not doing anything i'm pretty sure you won't be disappointed if you tune into this anchor bay ph girls basketball game tonight I mean, I'll be disappointed if it's not a great game. Right. Because yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. I think you're right. All right. So, uh, that, that being said, now that we've jinxed it, um, let, let's, let's hit the end, um, and then we'll talk again on uh, Friday.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.